0: Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing amazing. I am so excited because I highlighted such a great book this week. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time here, this is where I highlight books. I try to do it in like 20 minutes or less, and I suck out all the actionable nuggets. So all those wonderful coachable nuggets that we can apply to our life. Instantaneously, because let's face it, these books are little amazing gifts of huge amounts of research, huge amounts of effort from the author's standpoint, and just knowledge and experience that goes into these book creations. Uh, so, of course, if something sparks your interest while you're listening to the podcast, I always recommend to go out and purchase the book and support the author because. Oh my gosh. There's some, I mean, I can only suck out so much in 20 minutes. So, and of course, if you want the highlight or the summary of the book, it's all at my website. It's in the book vault. This is where I hide all the books (laughs) that I've highlighted in these nice notes for you. So feel free to go over to my website and grab that and listen to a whole bunch of other books on this podcast too. All right. So Have you been feeling kind of, you know, sometimes your emotions get the better of you or your emotions sometimes drive us in different directions, like emotions like fear or anger, or sometimes do you just avoid all these emotions altogether? Mm, I know I do. I definitely do that. It's likely that we're, we're not as emotionally agile in certain situations as we could be. And sometimes this emotional agility, hint, hint, this is the book that we highlighted is really, really important. So it's this idea of shifting from rigidity in our emotions to being very emotional, agile. And so this is a new perspective and a new way of looking at our emotions and our emotional responses in order to help us in our life. Okay. So are not you dying to know what book we highlighted? I highlighted this amazing book by renowned psychologist, Susan David, and it is called Emotional Agility. So it's all about getting unstuck, it's about embracing change, and thriving in our work and also our life. So not just our work, but also our life. So this book is so good. It's called Emotional Agility, Get Unstuck, Embrace Change, and Thrive and Work in Life. Let's face it, like we're going to be, you know, the change is going to happen in our life. We're going to be presented with struggle. So these tips that she provides within our book today is really, really awesome because it helps us in so many ways in our life. So it really is the path to personal and professional fulfillment as she puts it within our book and it's a really counterintuitive sort of approach to achieving our true potential, right? Normally we hear about all these life hacks and things we can do for goal setting and things like that. But this book is all about tapping into our ability to become really emotionally active. Agile. Okay, so this book is good, right? Did you know that no matter how intelligent you are or creative you are as a person and or even what type of personality that you have, it's how we navigate our inner world, our thoughts, our feelings, our self-talk that ultimately determines how successful we will become. Oh my gosh. Right? So in other words, it's this internal world. It's this, how we navigate this inner world that really makes a difference in our life. And that's what this book is all about. And it's so exciting. It was such a great book to read. All right. So she also talks about, we have to figure out a new way to respond uh, internally to these experiences that happen around us. Because our internal environment actually drives our actions in our careers, in our relationships. It it, it, it determines our happiness as well as our health. So everything that matters in our life, essentially, (laughs) uh, it really stems from our ability to be intelligent and navigate this inner world, this emotional agility. So... Do you experience things like uh, self-doubt or shame or sadness or fear? So let me ask you a better question. Are you human? Because if you're human, the bottom line is, is that you're going to experience these emotions It's part of life and that's what it's like to be human. So the idea here is that we are not immune to stresses. We're not immune to setbacks. Things are going to happen in our life. And she really shows us how we can thrive in this uncertain world. And what I love about the book is not just about sticking your head in the sand and pretending bad things don't happen because let's face it, they do. And it's kind of like ignoring you've got the blinders on. It's like, um, and that's the feedback that positive psychology sometimes gets right. When people don't understand the whole study of uh, the science of human flourishing and positive psychology, they think that it's just about being positive and ignoring the negative. But really what it is is not that. And that's what I love about this book. It's about acknowledging, you know what? You're going to have stress. You're going to have setbacks. And let's figure out ways to navigate so that you can thrive, so that you can um, you know, become really emotionally agile in this uncertain world, right? No matter who you are, no matter whatever you face, that's what this is all about, becoming agile emotionally in our world. So as humans, we're prone to you know, these common hooks, as she put it within her book. We're, we're prone to things like self-doubt, like shame, sadness, fear, and anger. Um, and the idea that it can really pull us and derail us and and kind of move us in the wrong direction. Like, I don't know about you, like if the kids are like arguing and they're on top of each other and they're like, you know, it's like so annoying, Uh, you could feel your stress and your blood boiling. And then sometimes we react in a way to that, right? And what's interesting is that that The idea is that that ends up this emotion ends up you know steering us in a direction that maybe we act in a way that we don't want to or we respond or react in a way that's kind of like not really how we want to show up in our life. So that's why this book is so great because it's about this emotional agility. Like emotionally agile people are not immune to these stress backs, these setbacks. Rather, I just said stress and setbacks together. That's funny. Stress backs. I just made a new word. I love. I do that. (laughs) So this book is about loosening up. It's about calming down and living with more intention. And it's about choosing how we're going to respond and it's about really seeing our emotions as a warning system. It's like really about, you know, that there is an ability for us to kind of calm down around it, step back a little bit and really see things for what they are. And I love the way she put it in her book. It's about becoming, uh, b- creating more space rather between stimulus and response. And she talks a lot about that space between the stimulus, like the stress is what's happening to us and also how we respond to it. And this idea of emotional agility is that creating a little bit more space between that and honoring that space and, and asking yourself, like, are you rigid there? Or are you agile? Are you able to roll with the punches. And I love the way she put it in her book. It's about loosening up, calming down, and really living with intention. Okay. So, she did talk about um, the key differences that um, we, with agility, is that we learn how to adapt and we learn how to align our actions with our values and making small but powerful changes that lead to a positive outcome or lead to growth. And so, the key differences is like when we are agile, we're better able to adapt and align our actions to our values and how we really want to show up in this world and then also to make powerful changes moving forward in the future. And that's what emotional agility is about, right? It's not ignoring these difficult emotions and difficult thoughts. It's about holding them loosely and facing them courageously and compassionately, and then moving past them so that we can become, you know, the best we can expect and bring out the best of ourselves moving forward. Okay. So this book really is a guide to help us thrive. She, she does share four key concepts that allow us to acknowledge, um, uncomfortable experiences while simultaneously detaching from them. That's the key, right? Like, it's so hard. Like, how do you detach when you're like, in it and you're like, you know, so stressed out or you're so angry or you're so frustrated. Um, you know, it's really important to, um, distance yourself. And this book really provides us with that support. And I love her four key concepts that allow us to, you know, acknowledge these uncomfortable experiences while we can also detach from them and then allow us to embrace and kind of re-tap back in to what our core values are. So we can then adjust our actions and we can show up as we truly want to show up. So the ultimate goal then is to become emotionally agile, right? So that we can we can sense that there's challenge. We can tap into our ability to like know what's important to us. And then we can also move forward. Okay. So the four key steps that she talked about is these essential movements that we kind of fluidly move through is we get hooked. We've got this stressful event, this challenge, we've got something going on in our world. And the idea is, is that just the first step is showing up. It just means facing those thoughts, those emotions and those behaviors that are just show up and see them for what they really are. So the idea here is to first show up with curiosity and kindness. Like, huh. And I usually, this is my thing as I step back and I go, how fascinating. So if I'm trying to buy some time, I'm trying to kind of just see my emotions that are coming up for me. Um, it's just like emotional agility is for spectating what's coming up. Like what emotions? How are you feeling? Are you angry? Are you frustrated? Are you agitated? Are you disappointed? Are you, you know, verklempt? <laughs> Whatever words come up for you is just seeing it is showing up. And that's the first step is facing your thoughts. And, and some people would even say it's kind of like sitting in that wet diaper It's like, you know, staying in there for a bit. So you're not just right away moving from not so great feeling emotions. Cause let's face it, it, doesn't feel comfortable having these emotions sometimes. So it's acknowledging that they're there. Then she talked about stepping out. And I love this part. It's all about facing your thoughts and your emotions. So it's about detaching from them, seeing them as separate from yourself. It's like, huh, how fascinating. I feel this and you know what? That's what they are. They're just emotions. It's like detaching, almost like you're observing them. It gives you a broader perspective. And what's funny is I know in the life coaching model, I often say to my clients and my, my Wonderful teacher taught me as well is that you can't read the label when you're inside the jar. So in other words, if you're in the jar, how are you gonna read the label? So sometimes you gotta get out of the jar, you gotta detach from it, you gotta move away or step out, step back. So you gain a different perspective. I've heard the analogy to like zooming out the lens or like going up in a helicopter or moving and detaching and just become an observer. And so this gives you that broader view, almost like um, that analogy and the, what she used in her book is like a chessboard uh, instead of just being one of the pieces on the board, like you zoom out and you see all the pieces of the, of the chessboard and the whole game. Um, and that's, that's the next step. So showing up is the first step, just seeing it, facing your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors or what's coming up and then stepping back from it, stepping out. And gaining a different perspective, more of an observer. And this will gain that space, right, between stimulus and our reaction. And then the next step is to walk your why. So once you've kind of detached from it, you are honored that you've had these emotions. You see them for what they are um, without judgment. The next step she talks about is walking your why. So she talks about... um, you want to really notice what's important to you, like as the thinker, like what thoughts are coming up and begin to focus more on your core values. Like what's important to you? What are your most important goals and recognizing accepting um, them is really important. So Uh, sometimes like things are going to come up that are scary, that are painful, that are, and I love this word disruptive, right? These emotions can feel disruptive. And so the idea is to connect this, this feeling and notice how it relates to your long-term values and your aspirations. So in other words, like if you're feeling like, you know, stuck, in something, and that's the emotion that you're feeling. It's like it's really great to recognize that emotion and really look at it, because maybe what's happening is you're feeling stuck, and you're observing. It's like, huh, it makes sense that you feel stuck because the reality is, is that what you really want more for yourself, or you know, that career isn't in line with your values and your aspirations and your goals. And I thought that's really interesting, right? How she taps this into the 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 part of emotional agility. And so, yeah, what comes up for you on that, right? Where are you feeling certain emotions in your life? And then you start to think about like, okay, well, what are these emotions telling me? Like, let me just think about it and look at it without judging it, step back and away. And like, huh, it's like, okay, well, how are these aligned with my values and my goals? And how are these not aligned with my values and my goals? And then her next step, ready for it? move on. (laughs) And it sounds so simple, but it's true, right? So I love that she has these four steps within her books. And we're moving through these, like, you know, step one, not step two. It's not like rigid like this. It's like fluid. And the idea is just to buy that space and time um, when we feel emotional. Okay, so some of the key learnings um, that I picked out and pulled out from this book, or that really stood out for me, is that she did talk a lot about accepting emotions as signals that can help you navigate your life. So. Right, this is so important, right? And I always say, um, even in the po- positive psychology world, it's all about your emotions are telling you something. They're there to keep you safe. They're there to motivate you. They're there to ignite change. They're there for a reason. And so that's why I really love this key concept or this key learning piece within her book is because it's all about accepting emotions as signals. they are things that can help you navigate your life. So in other words, it's like, you know what, when you feel joy, right? Doesn't it make you want to do that more? Doesn't it make you want to show up to that more in your life? Like those emotions, whether they're like so-called positive emotions or so-called negative emotions, they're there for a really good reason. They help us navigate our life. So this emotional agility is so important to realize and spectate our emotions, right? Negative emotions exist for a very good reason. Like for example, the Emotion of fear, for example, it really is a warning. It keeps us safe. So if we didn't have fear, we'd be like tightrope walking over, you know, Niagara Falls or something without a harness on. So negative emotions are not a problem. They're really there for a reason. So if we reject them and we reject their existence, then it's not good for us. So the bottom line is we need to truly feel our emotions. And And in spite of them, like become very agile with them. So the idea is to be very present and to really feel these emotions and step back and create distance and take them as messengers. I would say they're communicating something with you. So the bottom line is, and one of the key learning in this book is that accepting your emotions as signals to help you navigate your life. Don't ignore them, right? Use them to your benefit. I love that. The other key learning that I pulled out from this book that I loved is that it's idea that we want to get unstuck from self-defeating stories and It's really important because we come up with these limiting beliefs, so we come up with these stories that really do keep us stuck. And we're all going to have ups and downs in lives, and we have we start to collect all these old self defeating stories, right? I don't know if you have them, but I definitely have them. I mean, it's part of the human experience, right? But what we want to do is really get unstuck from these self defeating stories and recognize like what's coming up for you, like you know, is it like a gut feeling that's actually trying to keep you safe? Um, you know, or is it rooted in the past in past experience? Is the fear that's coming up like a true gut feeling of fear that's trying to keep you safe versus their story involved with that. And, you know, last time you did a speaking engagement and it didn't go so well. So now the fear of that is preventing you from doing further speaking engagements. So then, you self sabotage and you don't want to put yourself out there. So, the idea is we want to get unstuck from self defeating stories. And we need to differentiate true fear, like, you know, versus a fear that maybe we've constructed. So, I love this lesson in the book and the key learning that she talks about here is that um, you can apply those four steps that we talked about to stressful situations, right? Where you have had potential fear. So the idea is to take a moment and remember that one moment is first about stepping in, be present, notice if the situation, um, that you're feeling fearful is triggered from past experience or memory. Just notice it without, just notice the thoughts, notice the feelings, notice them. And then the idea is to step back and see the reality of the situation, right? Stepping back and gaining that new perspective. This is so key. And then the next step is to like, you know, double check. How is this going on for you? Um, How can you um, notice this feeling and decide how you can constructively like work with that emotion and, and apply your values and apply what's important to you and your goals. You can see how that can help your fear, right? Or anything getting in the way. And then the idea is to move on. And so I really love this concept because it's about getting unstuck and recognizing when emotions are coming up from past conditioning or limiting beliefs that are created from stories that have happened to us in the past, old self-defeating stories, right? (laughs) All right. So the other key learning piece that I pulled out of this book was this idea of moving from mindlessness to mindfulness. And it's so great because you can really gain distance between the thinking and the thought. And it's like you step back and you're really, this is a really key concept she talks about within her book, right? And it's a major key concept of positive psychology, which is this mindfulness. There's so much richness in being present. There's so much, um, opportunity for, uh, gr- being grateful and, gratitude, and also just really, you know, in, in positive psychology, it's called metacognition. It's thinking about your thinking. And so this, this concept of mindfulness is really repeated throughout the book a lot. And I like it because it really does emphasize that we, we often go through our days mindlessly. I mean, like, let's face it, right? We like half the time we drive home from wherever we're going. We're like, whoa, I don't even remember thinking about driving. Your unconscious mind drives you and, or we mindlessly, you know, cook dinner or we just go through our day. So busy, busy, busy. So mindfulness is taking that opportunity to be present. Um, and it's really important to, to take the time to reconnect to the present moment and gaining that distance, you know, from that inner (laughs) chatterbox as she put it in her book. So it's really about, you know, clearing your mind. You can just take a nice deep breath and you can, or you can just choose an object to focus on or a word to focus on, connect to all your senses. Like, what are you smelling right now in this moment? What are you seeing? What colors are you seeing? What are you feeling? And where do you feel it in your body? So the idea is this mindfulness is so really key um, when it comes to emotional agility, it's really taking some time uh, to you know step back. And and yeah, so it's really important, right? Like we want to make sure that we're being mindful and, and that really ga- that'll gain distance and it brings ourselves back to the moment and we can step back from our emotions so we can view them very compassionately and we can view them from a learner growth mindset, right? With curiosity. And that was one of the major key learnings I took away from this book too. Um, The other thing is, is she talked about you want to take action based on your values, right? And so she talks about breaking bad habits and moving towards you know, our biggest goals and moving towards things that we really want in our life and how to show up. So the idea of emotional agility is about not just going through your life like you're winging it, right? Um, Or just like, you know, just flowing from one thing to another. And one of the themes within our book is that we're in control, right? And so the idea is that we have challenges and struggles that pre, uh, that are presented to us, we, these are opportunities to tap into our personal growth, our personal goals, our aspirations, and our core values. And I love that this is part of this idea of emotional agility. It's taking the emotions and really having this as an opportunity to get unstuck, to get mindful, as well as to move forward and take better action, right? Or something that feels more aligned with our aspirations she did talk all about social contagion and how it influenced us as if we just go through life mindlessly, then we're going to be like, you know, susceptible to social contagion. And we're not really doing what makes our life. We're not doing our life. We're doing life according to everyone else. So the question becomes like, what really matters in your life? So take some time to think about your goals and your personal values and, What situations make you feel good right now in your life? What are you happy with in your life? And also notice just your daily actions and are they in line with, you know, where you want to go? So reconnecting to those things that truly matter to you. And that was one of her major messages in her book too, right? So defining your own version of success and just letting go of social comparison. Oh my gosh, how many times you scroll through uh, social media and you're just like, oh my God, and you end up feeling defeated and deflated after, right? Just just don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. <laughs> Stay in your own lane and focus on you and define your own version of success for yourself instead of comparing it to other people. All right. She does also talk about within her book, um, just tweaking your behaviors, like little tiny behavior changes, right? That are going to serve your future. So you're going to tweak your mindset. You're going to tweak your motivation and tweak your habits. All these small little changes are going to help you now in the current moment that you're in but also help you in the future. So I love the way she did that. It reminds me of uh, James Clear book on Atomic Habits and how little changes every single day. If you're doing what brings you closer to what's important to you and your values um, and you recognize these emotions as messengers and you want to feel more joy and happiness and follow those emotions, all these wonderful tweaks of behavior really does help us move in a direction that feels fantastic. Fantastic. All right, so that is about it. She also talked about being courageous and finding balance between comfort and challenge and how we don't want to get too comfortable because it gets really boring there. Um, but we don't want to feel over-challenged either. So the idea here is that we want to... Um, not stick to the familiar because then we might have boredom or self-doubt or low mood and we want to have a certain level of challenge that propels us forward that offers this creative tension so that we can um, be expanded so the idea is that sometimes we hold back because we want to be comfortable, we don't want to feel uncomfortable emotions such as fear but the idea here is we want to be courageous enough that we feel that sense of challenge Um, so yeah, so as Ask yourself, like, will this lead me towards becoming a person that I want to be? Do I enjoy what I'm doing? Can this pursuit really be successful? Like, is this what I want to be spending my time doing? It's just about tapping back into that. The key is to pursue challenge that serves you now as well as in the future, and and actually walk away from things that are not fulfilling your purpose. It's not feeding you, and this is what she means all about emotional agility. I really loved it. It's such a great book. Emotional agility: Get unstuck, embrace change, and thrive in work and life by Susan David. And so I'm curious, like, how can you embrace your emotions and allow? them to guide you. What's coming up for you? What emotions are showing up and what are they telling you? And ha- can you step back from it and really look at it and then see how hmm, it makes sense that I would feel that way because it's not really aligned with my values. And oh yeah, it makes sense that I feel that excitement and that joy because it's totally in line with my values. See how important this emotional agility is? It's so amazing because it does end up determining our actions or Funny how that fear is showing up because mm, I kind of have that limiting belief or self-defeating story that I keep telling myself. Let's look at that story and create that space without judgment. So I love that. Like, how can you separate your thoughts from facts and gain new perspectives? And then she talks about just how, you know, where are you being mindless in your life and where are you feeling blocked in your progress from the past? experiences. And this is all about how we can use this emotional agility to help us move forward. So that's it, my friends. I hope you got a lot out of that. It is such a great book. And I have an amazing few podcasts coming up. I hope you definitely hit subscribe so you get them right into your inbox. And I can't wait to share these upcoming episodes with you. It's so exciting. Great people coming on, amazing books. And I'm so thankful for you being here. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful day. If you like this podcast, that's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at Andreasadal.com where I take all these books. I highlight coach and summarize the content in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show. If you like...